Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. And welcome everybody to episode number 222, the Weekender edition of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. I am Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right, very good. So we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to tell you about some contests, some special event stations, some things you can do with Linux, and how you can get drunk. So what could be better for a Thursday night and for the next couple of weekends? (laughs) Um, Because on those weekends, you could do some of these things together, like work a QSO party and get drunk. You know, that sounds like a good idea. It is a party after all. It is a party. It's right in the name. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about one of these. Well, let's not talk about one of the QSO parties first. Let's talk about working China. There is a worked all provinces of China DX contest coming up this weekend. It goes from 600 Zulu on April 21st to, well, essentially 600 Zulu on April 22nd. Uh, you can work 80 through 10 meters, no work bands. I love how all of these contests don't allow the work bands. Uh, CW and SSB. Additional info will be in a link that you can find. So if you want to join in and work all of China, I'm not sure who this is benefiting, all of the people who are in China or out of China or both, uh, but the rules and everything are at the link. And if you want to talk to China, you can probably do that this weekend. There will probably be lots of Chinese stations, and most of them probably speak English. Yes. So, all right, uh, Bill, you want to tell us about a QSO party or two? Yeah, we got uh, three QSO parties going on uh, this weekend. We have the Michigan QSO party, and that's running from April 21st at 1600 Zulu to April 22nd at 0400 Zulu. Again, those are 80 through 10, no work and CW and sideband is allowed. I don't believe there's any digital on those, but uh, the regular CW and sideband are good. Uh, we also have the Nebraska QSO party. And uh, I'll probably try to work one or two stations there, probably three to turn in a log. So uh, <laughs> I think that's like the only uh, the only state that I'm missing one of my triple play things for. And I'll have to figure out which one it is. It's probably sideband or something stupid. Um, and the Nebraska one's running April 21st at 1300 Zulu to April 22nd at 0200 Zulu. And then starts back up again at 1300 Zulu on April 22nd and runs to 2200 Zulu. So they must get a little break in the middle of the night there. And then the final QSO party for this weekend is the Ontario QSO party. It's running from April 21st at 1800 Zulu to April 22nd at 0500 Zulu. And uh, they take a break as well. And they come back up on April 2nd or 22nd uh, at 1200 Zulu to 1800 Zulu. And that one runs 160 through two meters. Uh, no work bands, of course, and uh, that is also CW and phone. So that one includes some VHF bands. So if you're working uh, two meters, six meters, um, you know, even 10 meters for all you technicians out there, this is a, a good one to, to work and uh, point your beams up there to the uh, to the north or whatever direction it is from you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Canada is south of you, 
Um, <laughs> yes. And you're not in the U.S., so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you're in Alaska or something like that. Or that's pretty much mainly what, yeah, what east, right. east and south. <laughs> or, or Greenland or the North Pole yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty busy weekend. Yeah, good luck on that uh, that Chinese uh, Chinese DX DX contest. Um, I, I every once in a while I'll catch a few stations over there on uh, FT8, but uh, not not uh, not so easy from the middle of the country here. Well, as we've said before on this program, what contests beget propagation. You'll suddenly probably hear all kinds of Chinese stations this weekend if yeah. you're on the right bands. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, check those out. So next weekend we have some stuff coming up too. Cheryl, you want to tell us about them? Ah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're always focused on something else. I <laughs> no, I was actually reading the Etherpad, so I'd know what in the world, you know, what's going on. So I was just at the bottom, not up at the uh, top. I see. So. so you get the gist of these uh, different events? No. No? Okay, well, <laughs> muddle your way through anyway. And muddle is a drinking term, so muddle your way through. Muddle is a drinking term? Muddle is a drinking term, yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know what I thought. Have you another just drink. Said. Apparently, you haven't had enough. Yeah, no, I haven't had enough. Thanks for asking, <laughs> though. So, uh, for next weekend, the first one on the list is the Ten Ten International Spring Contest, April twenty eighth, from one Zulu zero 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 one Zulu to twenty three fifty nine Zulu, ten meters and digital. Yep, that's pretty much straightforward, and it's ten meters digital only. And and apparently that minute from zero 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 to zero 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 one, and the last minute from twenty three fifty nine to twenty four hundred Zulu, yeah, you can't work those. Yeah, forget it. You're done. Very specific. Yep. It is yeah. very very specific. No cheating. All right. <laughs> All right. So there's a couple more. Cheryl, tell us about those. Uh, the Florida QSO party runs on April twenty eighth from sixteen hundred Zulu to April twenty ninth at uh, one fifty nine Zulu. And then again on April 29th from 1200 Zulu to 2159 Zulu. Again, very precise times there. Uh, 40 meters through 10 meters, no work, CW and phone. All right. And the last one, we'll get back into digital. Okay. Is the Bart G. Ritty 75 Sprint, April 29th from 1700 Zulu to 2159 Zulu, uh, 80 meters through 10 meters, no work, and Ritty 75. All right. Lots of th different things you can do for the next couple of weekends if you want to participate in the amateur radio hobby. Lots of different modes, lots of different bands, uh, and lots of different countries. So all kinds of things to try. All right, so we'll move on to a few special event stations that are coming up uh, this weekend through next weekend. Uh, the first one is International Marconi Day. Uh, that'll be on April 22nd, basically the whole day, 0000, zero, zero, zero Zulu. I've left off a zero. I'll fix that. I'll fix that. <laughs> uh, to 2359 Zulu. Uh, lots of stations will actually be participating in this all around the world, uh, particularly in places where Marconi had lots of activity, including the east coast of the United States and the west coast of Europe, including Great Britain, Ireland, and so forth. Um, there are several uh, call signs you can get special event qsl cards from like ei6yxq gb0cms gb4imd k2m uh, and more and more and more there are quite a few so just look it up there's a couple of links that'll be in the show notes uh so you can find out all about international marconi day and participate in that so bill hit the next one yeah we have morse day coming up here 
Uh, call sign for that event is going to be Whiskey 2 Mike, and they're running the event for, it looks like a week here, April 21st through April 29th. Uh, 1300 Zulu to 1800 Zulu every day. So it looks like they're taking a swath of the day there and uh, getting on the air with their uh, one by one. So check out Whiskey 2 Mike and the link is in the show notes. And one thing I did, forgot to put in there about this particular contest, but it should be obvious, is that it's CW only. So <laughs> more stay, I uh, guess. Yeah, you would have to kind of assume that. Yes, but I didn't specify. So there you go. All right, so on the announcement front, let's talk about the only announcement we really have, and that's our GoFundMe campaign, which has stalled out a little bit, but that's okay. We've got 29 days left, I think, until Hamvention rolls around. So please, if you would, tell everybody about our GoFundMe campaign. We are more than halfway home on that. Uh, and if you have 5 or $10, you know, burning a hole in your pocket, or even if you don't, uh, please go ahead and send that our way. We'd like to get to... Uh, the top of our $1,000 goal, we're, we're getting a lot of stuff lined up for Hamvention. Uh, the booth is already taken care of, so uh, we definitely will be there. Uh, we've got uh, a gentleman, uh, KB2YSI, Don, who's going to help us get the Linux distributions that we provide up there. And uh, we're going to have merch, and we've got all kinds of stuff that we're getting ready and uh, even going to have some new hardware and maybe a couple of projects to show off uh, in the booth. And we'll do our usual stuff where we talk about Linux and help people out with tech questions and all those kind of things. So it'll be fun. We'll see everybody in Dayton. And just remember the GoFundMe campaign. The link is in the show notes and like everywhere else. <laughs> and if you can't help out financially, just share, 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 share. Social networks, uh, in your amateur radio clubs, just walking down the street, act like a lunatic and shout the URL, you know, whatever you got to do. Absolutely. Oh, so act like you. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Every Uber pickup he does, he, he sells them in the, the LHS podcast. Yeah, yeah. Here's where you tip lot. me. You tip me here. <laughs> this is my uh, URL for tipping. Yeah, you guys are giving me some ideas here, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you want a little uh, fun fact about Marconi? Um, sure. Let's let's learn a little bit more about Marconi. He is actually. Uh, the great grandson of John Jameson, who founded Jameson Whiskey. Uh, there's always a link to alcohol, isn't there? There is. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful <laughs> Thursday night fact. <laughs> well, you gotta gotta find the link to Hitler, right? That's what you. <laughs> yeah, I can't find that one yet. Um, it's in there somewhere. Isn't it like six, six degrees? Six of separation? degrees of Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Degrees of Hitler. that's what it is. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's there. So. All right, so we'll move on from that. We'll talk about the Linux and the Hamshack Ham Radio Challenge for you all these uh, next couple of weekends, and that would be to make an Echolink contact with Qtel, only with Qtel, the Linux client, or configure and run an Echolink node using SVX Link. You could give that a try. We uh, certainly gave you all the tools to do that, and all you got to have is a Linux distribution to run it on. So uh, if you're feeling ambitious, get out there and make a QTEL contact or actually get up and set up a node and maybe even connect to mine and see how uh, see how that works. And uh, bonus points if you contact one of us. Bonus, so, bonus. Yep. Um, I'm not sure where you're going to win with those bonus points, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Self-satisfaction is yeah, always a wonderful thing. Yeah, I was going to say feel good. Yeah, yeah feel that's good a feel-good thing. Yeah. All right, cool. So moving on from our amateur radio topics, we're going to move on to some open source stuff. So I'm going to let Bill read this one since he's going into it cold. That's always better. 
so tell us about this Linux distribution. Gober, Goober Linux. Oh, wait, no. Gobo <laughs> Linux. It's a, Gobo Linux is a modern Linux distribution. Aren't they all? It organizes the program in your system in a new logical way. Instead of having parts of the program scattered across different file systems, each program gets its own directory tree, keeping them all neatly separated and allowing you to see everything that's installed in the system and which files belong to which programs in a simple and obvious way. I'd hate to see these Eldine figs. <laughs> it's got to be monstrous, all the directories inclusions there. Uh, multiple versions of the program can be maintained simultaneously, so you can uh, alternate between them if you desire, or even use both at the same time when necessary. Gobo Linux is conveniently distributed as a live DVD. If you're a newcomer, you'll probably find the more organized structure to be more comfortable as well. If you're a seasoned user, you'll certainly enjoy the finer control that a more modular, transparent system will give you. And uh, the link to that is in the show notes. I actually did load this up and uh, run it in a VM, and it actually looks pretty slick. And I, I always give props to any distribution where in the shell you type LL and it's already alias to LS tech LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, plus one for that. Uh, I, I didn't really give a, a, a long look at it. I, I did kind of just mess around with it. They do have HTOP installed by default as well, which is uh, kind of cool. Because uh, I use that on pretty much all my systems instead of regular top, and uh, yeah, it looks the the looks of it is is pretty good. It, it has a nice clean clean look to it. It uh, definitely uh, wants to be like a tiling type desktop, um, but it does uh you know have the full windowing environment and everything else in there. So it uh, looks pretty clean. So uh, check it out. It's, it's definitely an interesting way to uh, to organize your applications and stuff. And it does have its own package manager. It doesn't sit on top of any particular distribution that I'm aware of. So uh, so take a look at it. Load it up in a VM. Give it a try. It, it looks pretty slick. It kind of has the same feel of the way Apple puts their file system together where everything is kind of self-contained. And it's all done artificially. There are several uh, applications and utilities that overlay. And there are actually some kernel modific modifications that allow it to sort of obfuscate the normal Linux file system and present it in a more... Um, mac os kind of way even though everything is really the same underneath um and but it does allow you a little more flexibility especially the idea of containerizing applications to allow you to run um more than one version of uh software if you want to and you can even do it simultaneously which is kind of an interesting thing Hello, and that's snap. right out of the box <laughs> uh yeah it, similar to that yeah it doesn't use snap but um yeah very similar to how snap and like flat packs work and stuff like that and I was looking for a base distribution, and there isn't one. DistroWatch lists it as an independent distro, so it is not based on any other distribution. Yep, it has its own so, custom uh, custom package manager and everything. Yep. So it's uh, definitely an interesting dis uh, distribution, much different than many of the other things we've talked about, and uh, might be worth giving it a shot. Somebody might find it useful. So since Cheryl's distracted again, I'm going to have her come back here and... Uh, Tell us about some of the upcoming open source events over the next couple of weekends. All right, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. I'm actually answering a question on the Linux and the Hamjack pod or a Facebook page. But anyway, <laughs> well, so, you can do that after the podcast. Well, I, I just Wh whoever this. that is should be listening to the podcast anyway. They were asking if they could use our link on a web page. So okay, I told them to knock themselves out. So. <laughs> Anyway, and we actually have a, a question in the chat room. I don't know uh, if he's listening live, but what? well, I'll let you read that, and then we'll find out if he's listening live. And if not, I'll answer it. In the oh, in the okay, chat room, gotcha, so. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, 
So for the events, the first one is the Open Tech Summit in China. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a two-day open source cor- la, 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 an open source conference for developers, contributors, startups, and technology companies in Asia. It covers topics from open source software to hardware and science. The event will take place in the beautiful city Soju. I'm guessing I I don't know how that's pronounced. Anybody? Suju, Suzhou. I don't Su- know. Yeah. Suzhou, so what, yeah. something like that. <laughs> Known as the Venice of China, about a 90-minute drive from Shanghai. It's on April 20th and 21st, and more information will be in the show notes. And Apparently, we have a China-centric episode this time. Apparently, yeah. yeah I think it's actually only like, uh, if you walk, it's only like five minutes from Shanghai. But Probably, it takes you like 85 yeah, yeah. minutes just to get your car, <laughs> car from yeah. the airport out of Shanghai. <laughs> You're like, I can see the building I need to get to. Yeah. It's going to take three hours to get there. Yeah, just walk. Don't, don't, yeah. don't bother driving. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there faster. Yeah. And our next one is the Linux Storage File System and MM Summit. Uh, it's the Linux Storage File System and Memory Managed Summit, which gathers the foremost development and research experts and kernel subsystem maintainers to map out and implement improvements to the Linux file system, storage, and memory management subsystems that will find their way into the mainline kernel and Linux distributions in the next 24 to 48 months. It's April 23rd through the 25th in Park City, Utah. And of course, there's more information in the show notes. All right, very good. The 23rd to the 25th is not on the weekend. It's actually the beginning of next week. But, you know, it's kind of hard to find Linux and open source events that happen on the weekends. So They usually stop on the weekend right. or close to the weekend, right? Yep. So, so uh, all right. So before we move on to uh, our open source challenge, we will uh, jump into the chat room because a couple of folks have shown up. Uh, the first one being Jason, KM4QWM. And uh, he says he is a first-time live listener, although he loves the show. So thanks, Jason. We appreciate that. And he asked a question. Can I only get the LH Distro at Dayton? I'll not be traveling to Dayton this year, but I'd be willing to donate to your Dayton event if there was a way, uh, presumably, to access the LHS disk when complete. Um, The LHS disk that we have been giving away, well, that we've been, you know, bringing with us is not... Our own Ours, distribution. Right. It is the Debian Ham Radio Pure Blend, at least uh, as of the last year. We are, or at least Bill is, uh, working, working on, on <laughs> our own distribution. Uh, so, so there will be one of those at one point. So I would encourage you, Jason, if you would like to donate, please do that. And then when we actually have our own Linux distribution, we'll certainly get you one. Yeah, Absolutely. we can drop one yeah, in the mail to you. Yep. So. No problem there at all. Uh, but for the time being, it's the Ham Radio Pure Blend, which if you want to try that out, you can certainly go, you know, look for the Debian HRPB and simply download it wherever you happen to be. Uh, and I also some, uh, saw that someone uh, with the handle TJ logged into the chat room. I don't know if they're listening live or not, but they're now in the chat room. So Ooh. cool. Hi, TJ underscore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big T, little J underscore. Right. <laughs> So, all right, cool. Well, thanks to those folks who uh, showed. Oh, there he is. Look at that. <laughs> he, me- he mentioned the names and they suddenly appear. All right. So oh, uh, it's, it's Ted. <laughs> it's Ted. Oh, what are you doing to us, Ted? Yeah. <laughs> is Jay 
are you like a you're like a Ted John or something? Is that your middle name? Because <laughs> his last name is Williams, so I don't know what the where the J came from, unless it's you know his middle initial, which it could be, I suppose. Jr. So yes, I am. What of it? <laughs> I don't hate it. James. I just, oh, there you go. Yeah, James. James yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to irritate Russ, call him John. He'll ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever calls me John, not even my parents who gave me the name. So the only time I call you John is when I'm mad at you. So yeah. And it's usually John Russell. So <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so moving on to our open source challenge for this week, <laughs> um, I'm going to challenge everyone to play a Linux based game on your Linux based desktop. Tux Racer, yeah, Tux Racer is always a good choice. It's a fun game, even it if it's a fun game. I, I like Super Tux. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it Super it's Tux Super now? Super Tux now, yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Everybody knows what I meant. So, well, no, Tux Racer is also a game. Oh, is oh. it? It's like Mario Kart. I, oh, Super Tux is like Mario Kart. Well, no, Tux Racer is like Mario Kart, and Super Tux is like Super Mario Brothers. No, okay, I thought Tux one? Racer was like the you're going down the ski hill thing. I thought that's oh. what Tux Racer was. Right. I yeah. thought that was the car game. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Tux Racer is like your you're on your, on your you're stomach, a penguin, penguin on your stomach, going down fish the, or something going down the hill. Yeah, that's Tux Racer. Is yeah. I think you're thinking of Tux Cart. Oh, Tux Cart. That's what I'm thinking of. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> Where's the what's the game that you throw penguins? Is that still a Linux game? Oh, I don't know. Okay, now I gotta Google that one. <laughs> there used to be a game. There used to be a space game. I don't know if it was called, Linux only. Uh, there used to be a space game called Chromium, which actually overloaded the the Chromium browser before there was a Chromium browser. So I don't know if anyone remembers that, but there's some confusion about that. And I think they changed the name of the package of the game to like Chromium. Oh. something else or it's or they change the name of chromium to chromium dash browser or something like that yeah i was thinking of that uh, uh it's called like penguin Qua- uh toss or something like that it was a it was a it was a what you call it um a flash game <laughs> yeah, there there was like uh uh but there is super tux super penguin tux throw cool. some penguin throw yeah super tux is yeah. pretty cool or if you have a higher end machine you can try out rise of the tomb raider Ooh. there you go if you want to buy a game uh that was just released for uh for linux and windows and i don't know if they have a mac version or not but who plays who plays on a mac come on <laughs> <laughs> crappiest gaming platform ever <clears throat> right. anyway i mean yeah games for linux suck but games for mac really suck so <laughs> yeah yeah um, there's just not enough nothing else you can, you can just pull out a steam game too because that's linux native now too yeah so, there yeah. you go load up steam and bring up some uh counter-strike there you I, go i'm actually looking at a web page for the list of the 15 best linux games for 2018 there's the battle of west Noth, which is like the your your game that you love to play my oh portal no 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 the um where you like blow up other people's stuff with your ships or whatever you like going in and- oh um Civ or yeah, something the, like that no 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 the um he plays it on his phone. Yeah, it's an app. Um, God, now you have me uh, <laughs> brain farting now. Yeah. Uh, Boom Beach. Yeah, there you go. Boom yeah, so it's Battle for West North is a turn-based strategy game, uh, fantasy setting, 16 races, hundreds of unit types, um, multiplayer lands, uh, local online, 
a mix of Heroes of Might and Magic and Fire Emblem. So, map editor, blah, 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 blah. Ted says he's going to play Sudoku. Okay, you can do that, too. Yeah, you can do that, too. Or Mahjong. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Mahjong. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. There's Zonatic, which is um, an arena-style first-person shooter. Uh, Isn't there, like, a Linux version of Castle Wolfenstein now or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. Or Doom. I think you can run Doom and Wine. There's all the classic games you can certainly play. Yeah, a lot of the Quake Engine games you can play. There's Voxlands, which is a, looks like a form of Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft is already Linux native. I should, I should uh, preface this by saying not Minecraft. (laughs) Any, (laughs) any game but Minecraft. Yeah, this, this is, it says Voxlands is a fork of Mind Test. Um, it's an attempt to add gameplay and fun to the bare bones engine. Blah, 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 blah. There's the Dark Mod. It's not a mod, but a uh, attempt to recreate Thief in the Doom 3 engine. There's a Super Tux Kart, which is like Mario Mario Kart. Kart. Right. (laughs) Um, Tales of Magial, um, which is a roguelike RPG. Token and Lovecraft. Well, you you don't have to go through them all. The idea is play a game. There's plenty out there. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. It'll run on any system, low end, high end, whatever. Yeah, Borderlands, <laughs> first person shooter. Yep. Depends on what kind of game you like. There, it looks like there's several first person shooters now. Find a Linux based golf game and play that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> All so. right. Again, Minecraft doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to this week in hedonism, our favorite part of the show, Ooh. and we'll start with Cheryl, who's going to tell us about probably the easiest recipe in the universe. <laughs> It's because I, I've i been a little busy today, and this is what I fixed for a snack earlier. So this time, we, I'm my recipe is for pepperoni chips. Uh, this is really good for people that are doing keto diets right now because it's pure protein. So, Wait, did they rename keto diets from, what the hell's the guy's name? Adkins? Adkins, yeah. Pretty Isn't much, it the same yeah. thing? Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, basically. Because the whole thing was ketosis. about to get to ketosis. Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Whatever. It's yeah. just because he slipped and fell and died. And now they're calling it the keto diet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Welcome, it works. Welcome to the world. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Russ, just stay Russ, away from the saturated fats. Yeah. Russ. Russ has done. You know the pure the protein diets before and lost a lot of weight. My diabetes not a good plan. Keto is not a good thing for me. But anyway, so this this was a recipe that we actually. 10 or 15 years ago when russ was on the atkins type diet we tried and loved and it has since become a staple in the house and it's pepperoni chips and you take a package of sliced pepperoni like you'd use on a pizza uh, and you can use other things like grated parmesan onion powder garlic powder italian seasoning just whatever you want to you know grab out of the cabinet and this is completely optional you don't have to uh and sprinkle on them uh, you place your pepperoni slices on a plate covered in a few layers of paper towels. Lay pieces of pepperoni in rows in a single layer, not touching, on the paper towel. Microwave for about a minute, watching it carefully, because we have found out it will catch on fire. Um, if the pepperoni does not look dry after you've microwaved it the first time around, you can microwave it again in 15 to 30 second spurts. Again, pay very close attention uh, until they look dry. Remove from the microwave, sprinkle with the cheese or the seasonings of your choice, allow to cool, and enjoy the crunchy goodness. So, I think Russ loves it. 
Oh yeah, they're very good. Yeah. But their their transformation from pepperoni is very slight. <laughs> they don't they don't change from pepperoni, but they change from chewy to crunchy. Right. They become and, crunchy and you add the, the different seasonings and stuff like that. It's kind of like having flavored popcorn. The same sort of idea, except kinda, you yeah. don't have to I mean, you just have to nuke them. And the nice thing about pepperoni is they basically just turn into little hard bacon nuggets. <laughs> well, they're not hard. They're just, they're, well, crunchy, they're, they're like yeah. chips. Yeah, they're they're like, literally like they're chips. They're literally like a potato chip. Yeah. Right. So, but you can also plow through them, plow through, plow through a package of it very quickly if you're not careful. Right. And pepperoni is expensive, much more expensive than chips. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> just but bear this, that in mind. This is a little more healthy if you're doing, if you're doing the keto diet. Right. This is definitely more healthy for you than a package of chips. <laughs> Sorry, Adkins. Apparently, everyone's forgotten your name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, very good. Try out some pepperoni chips. There's actually some still left in the kitchen, aren't there? <laughs> oh, no, they're not. You ate them already. Okay. Uh, no, Amy had a plate of them before she left. So, <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I finished up the four that were left when I got back off. So I will do my drink corner for tonight. And that tonight I'm actually going to talk about a blended scotch and a very, I don't know if I want to say popular, but it's a ubiquitous blended scotch. And I don't generally talk about blended scotches, so we're going to talk about one tonight. So if you want to find a super approachable and relatively inexpensive scotch and you want to start there, if you've never tried scotch before, Shivers Regal 12-year is a great way to go because you can buy it everywhere it's inexpensive and it's blended so the idea is to make it much more approachable to the average palate before you start diving into single malts and things which have a much more distinctive character however Chivas regal 12 is still aged over 12 years just like a lot of single malts so it does develop a lot of character even though it's blended uh, it's bottled at 40%, which is 80 proof, pretty typical for a blended scotch. Um, the color of it, I would I would assume it's chill filtered and colored because it's a blended and it's dirt cheap, uh, but it has a slightly reddish, deep caramel hue to it, much darker color than a lot of single malts because they're trying to make it more attractive. So you'll go and buy it. But that being said, it does actually have some decent character. So I've got a glass of it here, a Glencairn with some Shivas Regal 12 in it that's been kind of sitting out and approaching room temperature. So I'm going to nose it here real quick. And it does have uh, quite a nice nose to it, actually. It has a lot of vanilla, a little cherry, uh, some aniseed, some lemon, uh, butter toffee. Uh, banana is actually quite prominent. Blah. So what happens when I bang things around. And it also has a little cassis in it. And if you don't know what that smells or tastes like, just get a bottle of uh, creme de cassis and uh, try it out. <laughs> so it's berry. It's a, like an herbal berry, yes. Yeah. So, mm. uh, <laughs> and then when we taste it, which I'm going to do right now and hopefully not like bang things anymore, uh, the taste is actually really good on it. But that's the whole idea behind blends. They're supposed to be tasty and approachable. So you get a nice taste of sweet cream, really forward. The banana stays forward. A little bit of allspice uh, and a nice pepper tingle. You definitely get malted barley, a little bit of nuttiness like a walnut or a hazelnut uh, and some caramel. So it's actually very pleasant. But again, that's the whole idea behind blended scotches. They're approachable and presentable. So you can break them out at a party and everybody will enjoy it. 
Uh, it's also cheap. You can get it between $25 and $35 a bottle, depending on you know where you are and uh, how much your independent distributor wants to charge for the stuff. But it's generally pretty cheap. And I'm going to give it a rating of an 88, um, which is pretty high. But just keep in mind, this is a blended mark, uh, not a single malt, because some better single malts have lower ratings than this. But um, this is pretty good for a blended and for what little you're going to pay for it. So go out and get some Shivas Regal 12 and share it with your buddies. All right, Bill. Mm, Shivas. Yeah, Shivas. <laughs> Shivas. So tell us about the frou-frou stuff you're drinking tonight. Yes, I'm drinking frou-frou stuff. No. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm enjoying a uh, a nice uh, red wine here from Josh Sellers. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon, Paso Robles Reserve. It's a uh, 2015 vintage. And... Uh, it's a blend, even though it's a cab, but most, most red wines are blends these days anyway. Um, it's a blend of uh, 77% cab, 8% Zin, 7% Merlot, and 8% Petite Syrah. And uh, it's described as uh, from wine.com as a deep ruby with concentrated legs on the glass, bright blueberry backed by powerful aromatic earthy tones, robust flavors of coffee, plum, and blackberry giving way to smoky spice. And uh, it's it's a very nice wine. It's about uh, I think I paid like fifteen dollars for it, and um, yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable. It's, it's definitely a good first bottle of wine for your guests, and then feed them the cheap stuff after that, <laughs> uh, like you do with any red wine. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the palate, then uh, build it up. Yeah, it's very nice. It's not tannic at all, and uh, it's nice and smooth, and it's got a really nice robust uh, robust flavor. So uh, I like it, and it pairs really nicely with my. Uh, my uh romeo he julieta cigar so that's great yeah whatever bite me <laughs> <laughs> all right well very good actually how do you know how available it is i mean is this something you can get anywhere you are or yeah i think so uh josh uh, stuff has been uh been pretty much uh like all of a sudden popular <laughs> i see like ads on the on the tv for it and everything else um let me see where it's sourced from I think it's uh let's see here. Oh, it's it's from California. So um it should be available pretty much everywhere. Is uh um, is it Nap well it says Paso Robles. Is that Napa Valley or is it somewhere else? Uh it says halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Was that that's uh, like uh Oh that's that's down mid mid California. That's that's not up uh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wine <laughs> country's north of San Francisco, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. uh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good though. Um joshsellers.com is their website. Um, but you should be able to find it anywhere. If I can get it here in Montana, it's probably available everywhere. But it's it's nice and tasty. Are you saying Montana is remote? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, we were down to the end. I did not pick out a music selection for tonight. So I think we have wrapped up our Thursday evening weekender uh, for the next couple of weeks. I believe the next one we do, we might have a special guest, I believe, is uh case. Well, hopefully. I haven't heard back from him. So. Okay, we're not going to give anything away yet. Yeah, I, I, I literally <laughs> just emailed him again. Okay, well. I said, yo, are you, we doing this or not? So. You, you gave away that it's a he, but other than that. Well, that, that lends <laughs> it down to. It's a 50-50 guess on that. Yeah, right, right. that lends it down to nine zillion other PM radio operators. <laughs> but, but he probably identifies as non-binary, so you know, did you he really mess that one yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Okay, well, you give away a... two things now. It's a he and a ham radio operator, so you keep talking, <laughs> you'll probably get to the actual person. <laughs> 
<laughs> and what pronoun is he comfortable with? <laughs> Not sure. Maybe I should ask. <laughs> but anyway, we're we're hoping that for the next one in a couple of weeks, we'll actually have a special guest who will talk about invention and other things. Yep. So, Life, great. invention, world. Yep. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But with that, we're ready to check on out of here. So I guess we will say adieu and hope we catch you again on Monday for episode number 223 of Linux in the Ham Shack. But for now, I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license